This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, the annual observance of the International Day of Persons with Disabilities on the 3rd of December was proclaimed back in 92 by the United Nations General Assembly. Uh, the observance of the day aims to promote uh, an understanding of disability issues and mobilise support for the dignity, the rights and well-being of people with disabilities. This year's global observance to commemorate the International Day of Persons with Disabilities will be around the overarching theme of innovation and transformative solutions for inclusive development. Uh, we thought we'd take a moment just to uh, touch base with Chris Ford from Disabled Persons Assembly, who's coordinating uh, the Dunedin celebration for this coming Saturday at the Athenaeum Theatre. And you'll know Chris, of course, also as host of Notable Radio here on ORFM. Uh, Morena, Chris, lovely to have you with us again. Morena, Jeff. Chris, I was just looking at that uh, that theme for this year, the international theme around uh, innovation and transformation. Uh, interesting, Chris, given that uh, you know, you've just had a, a chance to talk to our local city council about the transformation that's taken place in the centre city. You know, uh, you, as far as uh, you're concerned, that uh, transformation has been a positive one so far? It has been very much so. I've really enjoyed the transformation of our main street, I think as it progresses, it will open up real inclusion and accessibility for everyone, including disabled people. I think it's a very exciting innovation, and I think also that we'll be following in the footsteps of other cities, both in Aotearoa and around the world, who have done so. Yeah, Chris. I suppose you do uh, in your in your role um, have an interest in in seeing what is going on in terms of innovative solution for some of the fa- things that uh, persons with disabilities face, uh, and uh, you know you've got a, a keen eye out for those kind of things that tend to work in cities. That's dead right. I think that as the regional policy advisor as well for the disabled persons assembly nationally. I'm in contact with local government around the country. What we are urging as an organisation is that the universal design principles are applied, which go over and above those which are currently stipulated in the building code for Aotearoa. I think that's really important because the universal design, for example, is based around the idea that buildings should be able to be fully accessible and able to be adapted across the course of their lifetime to suit the needs of their many users, and that includes disabled people. It means, for example, that we have the ability to have wider doorways and, as well as that, electronic opening doors in public places and spaces, whereas that's just a very voluntary element at the moment in our building code. That's the real difference that universal design makes. And in terms of housing, for example, universal design can also be applied to make housing, all housing, new builds, accessible. I think that's quite important, given my own situation, which I faced not too many years ago, and not being able to find accessible housing, which caused me to be homeless for 11 months. I think that having that in place is quite important. And the key agency which 
does all the certification is LifeMark. So I invite people to go and look at the LifeMark website. LifeMark is a company which is owned by CT Disability Action, but it's an independent company which goes out and orders buildings and housing accessibility around our Yeah, you raise an interesting point, um, Chris. You are obviously a, a strong advocate in this area, but it's going to take more voices. What What do you suggest in terms of how people can um, can raise th- this issue and continue to to raise the voice of those who are advocating for universal design? I think it's really important that people really familiarise themselves with universal. Design. I'd like to encourage people, particularly those who are thinking of, say, for example, building their own home. If it's a new build, there are plenty of new builds going up across the city, as I see, particularly, for example, in places like Moscow, to make their homes universal design, to apply those concepts. Because, for example, if you're a younger person, and thinking about building a home for the first time and, say, having a family live in this or Philo, I think it's quite important that thinking about the needs of a family or father across their lifetime and also of other people who may come to live in, in the house itself. So I think it's quite important that people give thought to actually ensuring that building design is actually accessible. But I think the most important thing we can do is to mandate that all new builds are universal design, beginning with Kaigaora in the public sector, but also mandating it in the private sector as well through utilising things such as district plans to ensure that that does happen. All right, Chris, let's uh, let's turn our minds now to the weekend, to Saturday, and here in Aotearoa, Dunedin, and indeed around the world, the celebration of the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Uh, tell us about what is planned. Well, on Saturday, we've got an exciting array of people coming along to celebrate the day. We've got speeches from my representatives from disabled people's organisations locally. They're organisations which are run largely by and for disabled people. They include, of course, ourselves, Disabled Persons Assembly, as well as People First, Blind Citizens, and also the Otagadeh Society. We've got representatives from those organisations speaking and presenting on Saturday. We've got, hopefully, a local government MP, a a Labour government MP, our meeting, coming along to speak to us. And as well as that, we've got Deputy Mayor Sophie Barker opening proceedings. And uh, and we also have performances. We've got that blind woman, Judy Wood, who will be playing a bit of her accessibility game during the proceedings. We've also got a film about a white cane, which is the mobility aid used by blind people to guide them around. We've also got many other things as well. We've we've actually had to change the programme in one respect, 
fortunately, Julie Young and her levers isn't able to perform, which is a disappointing, but there we go. These things do happen. It would have been great. And hopefully Julie will Julia will do that at another time. But but that's all in the programme this Saturday at this stage. Um, I'm just having a look at an earlier uh, list. A, a Gasp Dance Collective still going to be part of the celebration. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, with also a performance from Gasp Dance Collective, who performed at our earlier celebration held in 2020 around the day. It was a great performance, so we're looking forward to that from two of their dancers. So it gets underway at the Athenaeum Theatre. It's at 23 The Octagon, a great venue for it. One o'clock uh, through to about 2.30 or so, this celebration of the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Chris, um, apart from getting everybody together to have an enjoyable time together, what's your real hope uh, each time these celebrations are held? What do you hope that people are, uh, leave with? I hope they leave with the appreciation that we as disabled people live every day with pride that we are proud to be disabled people, that we are out there participating in our communities, yet we face barriers to our full inclusion in our communities and within wider society. However, the International Day of Disabled Persons is really is really designed to highlight those issues and to ensure that society itself works with disabled people to remove the barriers to, to our participation in society. Well, Chris, thanks again for all the advocacy work and organisational work that, that you do in this space and for putting together what will be a, a most wonderful celebration of the day. Things get underway 1 o'clock, as I said, at the Athenaeum Theatre this coming Saturday, the 3rd of December. Uh, Chris Ford from Disabled Persons Assembly and host of Notable Radio here on ORF, ORFM, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Go well. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.